got the looks that drives the girls wild. Just a sexy boy, sexy boy, not your boy toy. Boy, wow. boy. Wow. John, John, if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times, do not interrupt me when I'm putting my face on for the show. Dude, we're live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome live to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 17. It's called EWP X7. Uh, with us today, uh, we are a little shorthanded. Uh, John DeConi could not be with us. Uh, Tyler's off apparently pulling the George Costanza route, wanting to be an architect. Uh, so we went to the bullpen, pulled out Ryan Joy from MinutesTheBellTime.com. Ryan, how are you today, pal? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, thanks for having me on. And in, in uh, reverence to John DeCani, I will. There you go. PWP champion John DeCani had a private commitment today. And I'm actually a little jealous. I am actually not uh, doing what he's doing right now with what he's doing. Um, and with us, as always, uh, John Smith. How's everything going today? Now, you got it as the NXT senior correspondent. We're going to get to it. You have a huge night ahead of you tonight. Big night tonight. I'm super excited. And I guess I should have worn this X8 shirt next week. Instead yeah, there's going to make more sense. Today is X7. Today is our Rock Austin 2 episode. Today is our Triple H Undertaker 1 episode. And, uh, again, another hidden gem of a match. I know they acknowledged it a couple years ago uh, when they did a top 10 WrestleMania countdown and whatnot. I think it was like WrestleMania 20. Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle tore it down that night. Uh, if you want to see a great wrestling uh, technician match, that one's for you. Um, in the meantime, today on the Essential Wrestling Podcast, it's Roman Reigns' yard once again. Carrying Cross's shoulder injury is worse than we thought. Deanna Perrazzo gets the last second decision to win the first ever Iron Knockouts match. The WWE Championship match is potentially set for Clash of Champions, and you have to use the word potentially, because Drew McIntyre's career might be over. Uh, <laughs> The struggle was real. The struggle was real for the champions of New Japan. We're going to get into that. Ryan Joy, um, our senior New Japan guy, he's going to go everything that happened last weekend with Summer Struggle. Uh, we're going to main event the show with making our picks for All Out, which is brought to you by ProWrestlingPickem.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. Um, and you're going to see graphics throughout the entire show. We're going to be making picks um, of every match this week, not just All Out. Um, our graphics are going to be presented by Ryan Joy and MinutesToBellTime.com. He does great work with those, great work through numbers. The Elias Sports Bureau of Professional Wrestling over at MinutesToBellTime.com. Um, and then at the end of the show, uh, we have 30 weeks till WrestleMania, boys. I'm excited. I'm debuting my top 30 favorite WrestleMania matches. Uh, it starts tonight with number 30, so stay tuned to the end uh, for that one. But we're going to current jerk the show a little differently, uh, differently today, not with a show, uh, but with actually a magazine. Because every year, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, they come out with their PWI, uh, PWI Top 500 Wrestlers um, of the given year. Uh, I know their time frame is from July till June, so it was July 2019 through up until this past June. So anything recent really doesn't count towards it because they have the public issue, right? It takes a couple months to publish magazines. Um but there was a lot of uh, hooting and hollering going that John Moxley uh, was named the number one wrestler um, of that time frame, the PWI 500 number one, uh, number one ranked wrestler 
is the AEW champion as well as the IWGP United States champion, uh, Becky Two Belts himself, John Moxley. And to round out the top five, um, Adam Cole, uh, throughout that time frame, he was NXT champion the entire way. Uh, Chris Jericho put a company on his back. Uh, he's going to give him number three. Drew McIntyre has had an amazing 2020. He has not lost yet. A Royal Rumble victory. Uh, a domination victory over Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania in the main event. And then at number five, uh, Tatsuya Naito, who's also Becky Two Belt himself once again. Uh, he spent the majority of that year as the IWGP World Heavyweight and Intercontinental Champion. Uh, gentlemen, uh, John Smith, I'll start with you. I know we're kind of new to this PWI thing. We're kind of bringing you to light on everything. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I've always taken a look at what the top five, well, top five, top ten were every year. It's just, you know, it always seems so arbitrary to me. And, you know, when it comes down to it, ultimately, it's, you know, the opinions of the, uh, the writers themselves. So, yeah. you know, it could be whoever. But, I mean... If it was me, you know, AJ Styles would be in the would be number one or at least top three every year, just be based on skill alone because I think he is the best wrestler in the world. So you know, um, I, I congratulate John Moxley. I I think that uh, he had a great year, and you know, he cuts a hell of a, of a promo. He can work a match with anyone. It's nothing against him. I just you know, I think AJ Styles will always be number one to me. Yeah, like I said, this is 100% uh, completely opinionated. Uh, Ryan Joy, we were going over this. Um, here's the criteria for the PWI 500 um, and their ranking system. It goes by uh, win-loss record, technical ability, influence on the sport, which, again, Moxley and Jericho starting a new company. That's that's big. Um, success, success against the highest grade of competition, success against the most diverse competition, and last but not least, activity. Uh, I believe that means that Jericho and Moxley got bunk beds, and therefore they have more room for activities. Um, <laughs> well, you know the reference. All right, see, we're starting off strong here in episode seventeen with the stepbrothers reference. Ryan, enjoy your thoughts on the top five before we uh, we dip a little deeper into this. Yeah, I mean, when you look at John Moxley, um, he actually had a, a heck of a year going from just July to uh, June, starting off with. He entered the G1. That automatically, that was like 10, 10 12 really good matches. Uh, dropped one to Toriano. Um, and then he has this year in AEW, he's 15 and 0 in singles competition with AEW, 3 and 0 in singles competition in New Japan. He had the IWGP United States Championship twice during this time period. Um, in terms of like variety of opponents, yeah, he's, he's faced Lance Archer, all these guys. If you're not going to put that title on John Moxley or AJ, you know AJ Styles, who are you going to put it on? I, I think that, that he's he's the clear favorite for number one. I think for this time period, I, I completely agree. I think I'm not, again, Styles. There's always going to be an argument for AJ Styles. I mean, it's, it's there's going to be an argument for a lot of these guys. I mean, who, how do you argue Adam Cole, who had probably all 500 of these guys? He was the only one that was a world champion or a brand champion. The entire 365 because he won it on June 1st when the thing started on July 1st and he held it all the way through, right? Or actually, maybe he lost it. Maybe it was what was the bash? It was a July, it was yeah, it was July. So, yeah, so uh, rounding out, I said rounding out the top 25, 
Uh, here's 6 through 15, Kazushka Okada. Uh, he's always near the top. Um, I see on the screen, not sure if oh, that was Ryan that walked away. I thought John, uh, John Smith walked away. We saw Cody's name there at number seven, but Cody's had a heck of a year. Uh, Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston uh, got a lot of love. He was the WWE champion when this uh, this time frame started. And there's AJ at number 10. Uh, Keith Lee, who spent this duration in NXT, even though I have him listed as Raw here. Uh, we all know the year he had. Brock Lesnar uh, somehow qualified, uh, but he, you know, he's main event and he's world champion. You know, he's always up there. Kenny Omega, Roman Reigns, Nick Aldis. Uh, Kenny Omega with a 13-star performance on this list. Uh, then Nick Aldis, the uh, NWA champion. Roman Reigns, we'll get into in a little bit. And then rounding out the top 25, we got The Fiend with Kota Ibushi. The Ring of Honor champion, Rush, comes in at 18. Uh, Braun Strowman had a great year with the WrestleMania uh, championship win. The MLW champion, Jacob Fatu. Uh, Will Ospreay, MJF, who's undefeated in singles ass uh, at, at a singles action. <laughs> Alistair Black, who's had a phenomenal year. Uh, Ryan Joy, real quick. What was Alistair's record again? Uh, I believe he's 20, 23 and 3 or something like that. 23 and 3. The guy just he just goes out and kicks people's heads off. Uh, Kento Miyahara, uh, if I said that right, from All Japan Pro Wrestling, not really too familiar with him. Um, but apparently, you know, he's pretty good. Uh, Walter up there, the NXT UK champion. Uh, Walter's always does, uh, dominated performances. So gentlemen, uh, real quick, any more thoughts on the top 25 before we move forward? Anybody that's missing, anybody that was omitted, anybody who was ranked too high other than, uh, it's not named Cody, John Smith. No, then I got nothing. All right. Brian Joy, anything from you? <laughs> I would have really liked to see the, uh, French-Canadian Frankenstein PCO make that top 25. I think he just missed it. Yeah, I think, yeah, he's, he's around, he was around there, if I remember correctly. I don't have the list memorized just yet. But uh, but I did uh, I did do a little a little search. And you know me. You know, when I'm looking at a list, I, I look for a couple things. And the top thing on my list is, you know, I, I'm looking for Jersey guys. I'm spying Jersey guys here. <laughs> Here's New Jersey's representatives in professional wrestling. Jay Lethal coming in on the highest. He's our top guy. He comes in at 86. Um, Ace Austin uh, was just main event at Slammiversary. Uh, I believe he was X-Division champion, too, during his time frame. Comes at 94. Joey Janela, Sonny Kiss from AEW. Then he got Rhett Titus, Cheeseburger, uh, 441, just made it. And then uh, <laughs> I forgot Robert Stone was in Jersey. He didn't make the list, but I keep on forgetting he had that Jersey Shore gimmick. <laughs> With the bromance with uh, Jesse Goddard. So, yeah, he's sure. Hopefully, Robert Stone will get some ring action. Uh, we'll get in there next uh, next year. Uh, two more things I want to uh, bring to everyone's attention real quick uh, before we move forward. Um, there was a gentleman that uh, we talked about on an episode or two. We didn't know the guy. Maybe had a little bit of fun at his expense. Uh, but I wanted to let you know that uh, there's a gentleman that I want to bring in with attention. Here are the uh, the wrestlers ranked just below him. So this gentleman got ranked higher than Hiroki Goto, Damien Priest, Angel Garza, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zarin, Buddy Murphy, Timothy Thatcher, Jordan Devlin, Masato Tanaka, which is a nice name. I haven't heard that name in a long time. I'm glad he's still wrestling. Uh, tai Chi from New Japan, who's great. Eli Jake, Kyle O'Reilly, Chad Gable, Eddie Dennis, Ilya Dragunov, Cesaro, Evil, Eddie Edwards, Cameron Grimes. This gentleman right here came in at 106. You guys have to watch out for the War Horse, pal. He has had a phenomenal year. He's coming. 
He's coming. He's already ahead of all those guys. He had a phenomenal match with Cody for the TNT Championship. So keep your eyes on the War Horse. And then finally, one more thing I got to bring to his attention. Now, I don't know the answer to this. What is the biggest jump in the PWI 500 history? But I'm making a bold prediction right now as we speak. This guy has come out in this time frame. He's come out guns a-blazing. Last year, if I could see this, he was ranked four, 400 and something. I'll have the number on the graphic segment. We'll look for this guy to finish next year as number one on the PWI list. Number 405, Rohit Raju, will make the biggest jump in the PW 500's history. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, switching gears from the PWI 500. We'll probably talk, maybe we've got that again. Uh, what's 17 plus 52? Maybe episode 60-something? I don't know. But uh, this past weekend, WWE had their second of, uh, I guess I want to say a home-and-home home series, right? That's what happens when you play each other back-to-back, that back-to-back pay-per-views. I've never seen them do that before. This is news to me. Um, but they had payback um, on Sunday night. And Roman Reigns... The, the relationship with Paul Heyman, which we can get into in this uh, as well, but to me, it has already paid off. Heyman didn't have him sign the contract till the last minute. He let Braun and Bray destroy each other and the ring uh, before he made his way down. Heyman held him back, then gave him the green light to go. He wrecked everybody and left as a new universal champion. Ryan Joy, you can start us off on this one. Your thoughts on Heyman, your thoughts on the match. Romans again. I mean, I think Paul Heyman said in one of his interviews, his resume speaks for itself. I think it's real. It's a such an interesting pairing when you have Roman Reigns, who's always been kind of a he can talk, right? Um, Brock Lesnar never, never spoke, so matching him with Paul Heyman was a, was a great combo. This just seems deadly. <laughs> I mean, watch out yeah. for the roster. <laughs> I don't think anybody's watching. Yeah, what, what did Roman Roman say? He guaranteed he'd show up. He promised he was going to uh, wreck everyone and leave. And then the fact he's going to win a Universal Championship, that wasn't just a prediction. That was a spoiler, John Smith. And right when he said that was just a prediction, my jaw hit the ground. I'm like, no way. Yeah, I I was flabbergasted. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then... You know, uh, Paul Heyman says, and you could believe that or whatever. And then I still, <laughs> yeah. still, I still didn't believe that. And I still kept my pick as Bray Wyatt. But, um, geez, what, why is Roman Why is Roman getting this belt right away? I don't know. It, it doesn't make much sense to me for The Fiend to just have it for a week, like a transitional kind of thing. But, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Paul Heyman guy, so I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, I know a lot of people are Paul, Paul Heyman guys. My my wife, my beautiful bride, who loves Roman Reigns more than anything else in this world, uh, she threw something at the TV because that's how much she hates Paul Heyman and how upset she was that Roman Reigns is now with him. Um, this this is you know it's it's funny how you know we're making the reference to, to WrestleMania 17 at the top of the show. This is Austin McMahon. Yep. This is, this is, I put that on the same. My jaw hit the ground when that happened all those years ago. We're coming up on 20 years on that. And now now we got Roman and, and Paul E. And 
Yeah, it's you gotta feel like the, the uh, a feud with the with the fiend is gonna be what uh, comes is. I'm sure the fiend's gonna want his belt back. Um, and we're gonna go far with this. I know the Clash of Champions is in a couple of weeks. Maybe something will happen then, or something happened this Friday that give us a little more information. But wow! Let me just mention. Let me just mention that was some great heel on heel on heel action. John, I was with you that night. Uh, we watched the show together. I saw the grin on your face. You know, I, I believe you licked your lips once or twice. I'm not sure if you realize that or not. Like, yeah, I, had, I had the couch pillow on my lap, you know. <laughs> uh, Keith Lee, very impressive debut against Randy Orton, Ryan. Yeah, uh, RKO evaded, evaded the RKO and went right into the spirit bomb. About a six-minute match, I think, and you know, it's great to see Keith Lee be, get a victory over Randy Orton that quick, and then Randy Orton bounce back the next night. So, uh, no, no pain for Randy Orton. Excellent victory for Keith Lee. Yeah, very good. And John, I can't remember the name of what Keith Lee's finisher was. Um, it's in the NXT. Spear was that the spear? Oh, about the one that was in NXT. Yeah, he had him up like the Death Valley Drive, but then he flipped him up into like a like a jackhammer. Um, he's using the spirit bomb now. He, said he used it on Sunday for the win. He used it on Monday, which we'll be, uh, we can get into briefly a little bit uh, right after this um, against Dolph Ziggler and against Seth Rollins. Uh, but he's using the spirit bomb as, as his finisher. Any thoughts on that or anything on the, on the match? Keith Lee was your guy. He was your NXT guy for a long time. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, it was a hell of a match. Um, Randy Orton doesn't take a claim more the week before, but then he goes and sells the spirit bomb for us. I don't, I don't know what that's all about. Uh, make him a star. But um, this, this has Randy winning the title written all over it though. Like, yeah, I got your guy over and now you give me what, what I want. And you're giving me the title at, at clash of champions. Yeah. If, and if you're looking at who they're putting Keith Lee up against real quick, you got Randy Orton, you got Dolph Ziggler, you got Seth Rollins, you got three guys that can make a big man like him look good, and, and they, he has. And we'll get into him a little bit more uh, when we talk about the triple threat from last night uh, a little later in the show. But, yeah, Keith Lee's off to a roaring start. Um, we have new women's tag team champions. Uh, a lot of us here, uh, I, don't, I don't think, saw that coming. Uh, and the belief that they just, we'd rather see, you know, John Smith, I know you, you, you've been, you, you said it for a couple of weeks now, so that's why it's kind of been sticking in my head that you'd rather see these two in Raw Underground than as, as uh, you know, friends, you know, yeah, as champions. So, John Smith, you can lead us to this. Your thoughts on Shayna Baszler and, and Nia Jax as our new uh, tag team champions. Yeah, that was uh, the biggest shock of – like besides Roman coming back, that should have been on at SummerSlam because we didn't see it coming at all. But um, yeah, I would rather see them in Raw Underground. I like that Shayna Baszler is getting exposure though. So any way for that to happen is fine by me. I just hope that it all ends up with her choking out, you know, Nia down in the Underground at some point. Yeah, and and and, and it said choking out. The way that Shayna won that match, she had Sasha Banks in like a, a leg lock, and then she had uh, Bailey in her, um, her not the not the Oscar lock, obviously. the clutch. Yeah, Carabuda. Yeah, the Carabuda clutch. But then she dragged Sasha's arm around Bailey's throat to choke Bailey with Sasha's arm, 
And then Bailey was the one that tapped out. I mean, I think that's kind of an important thing to realize here. Um, as we possibly now, 17 years after the fact, could possibly get Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Has it been 17 years? Shayna <laughs> <laughs> Baszler has really grown on me in this role. I think that uh, at first, at first, this reluctant tag team, I, I didn't really care for. But the last couple of promo segments that they've been in, I, I think they've got pretty good chemistry. Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be fun to see what they did. It's funny. I mean, uh, I thought, and I'm actually happy they stuck with it. Last night on Raw, Sasha and Bailey didn't show up. They're not allowed to be there now. Right. They don't have those belts, so they can't. I thought maybe they'd just come in and run in and be like, oh, we're, we're, we're above this. But they followed the rules. They did not show up last night on Raw. So it'll be fun to see if Shayna and Nia run over to SmackDown or even have some fun with the NXT girls down there. I mean, it'd be fun to see what they can do. Even, I mean, you don't want it to go too long here. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll make the prediction now. is going to be the one that loses the belt for him, and Shayna's going to snap. And I think that's maybe where they go with that. That's how that uh, picks this feud back up. Um, and the opening match of the show – uh, fun match, very, very hard hitting, very well done, very well uh, competitive. But Bobby Lashley, uh, he won back MVP's United States Championship from Apollo Crews. So MVP got his belt back in the hers business, John Smith. Yeah, and uh, the new U.S. title is where it belongs, and now it's official, official. So now you got to stop calling it MVP's. It's Bobby Lashley's now, and. I did. I did notice though that the WWE graphic did still have the old belt on Apollo Cruz. Yeah, it, well, it wasn't on Apollo Cruz. It was on the um, when it comes up when the title yeah. belt comes up for the match, it came up uh, as the old belt. But last night on Raw, they changed it. I'm sure Vince lost it because uh, I noticed they changed it last Monday night on Raw when they went over the highlights. United States Championship, and it was MVP's belt. Brian Joy, your thoughts on the match? And I guess uh, the full Nelson has a new name, the Hurt Lock. The Hurt Lock, I, yeah, I thought it was the, what was it, the the full Lashley for a few weeks. You know, I think all of us, I think all of us predicted Lashley was going to take that. Maybe, maybe somebody picked Apollo, but um, so a bit of a, a bit of a predictable outcome maybe, but um, I liked the match, thought it was great, and the, the right guy won. Yeah, this was, I would have bet top dollar on Lashley on this one, only for the, uh, I mean, I did bet him, I, I was right. Uh, it was just Lashley over anyone. It's hard to pick against Lashley when it's one on one straight up. But they, uh, this was very reminiscent of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura winning the United States Championship after a failed feud and a failed uh, WWE title uh, opportunity against AJ Styles. So it's kind of like, okay, you had a great feud. We knocked you down. Here's a way to bring you back up. Okay. Type deal. So I feel like this was almost this. I would have bet top dollar on this one. Uh, but, yeah, so Bobby Lash is going to be tough to get that belt off of him. It's going to be tough to get that belt out of the Hurt Business. Um, and then the last match we'll, we'll talk about from Payback, um, the Mysterios um, sounds like a uh, uh, Mexican breakfast cereal. Mysterios uh, <laughs> defeated Murphy and Rollins after uh, Dominic um, made his real father proud with the frog splash, and he was probably smiling from above. Uh, and pin Murphy for the win, Ryan Joy. You know, I thought that this was – it was interesting because ahead of this match, they had already announced Ray versus Rollins on Monday. Um, so I was like, 
this is a perfect period to put at the end of this feud. Um, the good guys go, good guys win. We're all happy. It's over. Uh, then transitions to a little bit more, but I think it's over now. Yeah, I, I, th- yeah, I think the exclamation point is put on. Apparently, uh, like I said, who knows if this is true or not. I don't know if separated uh, torn triceps, I'm sorry, torn triceps are starting to be a little uh, contagious in WWE, but apparently Ray's got a torn tricep. That's why he was held out last night. So, uh, John Smith, I guess your thoughts on the future thoughts on Dominic. Again, this was match two, and we'll talk about match three in a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, he seemed legit again. You know, I was I was happy with the way he uh, he looked in that ring. I just, you know, I, I don't like that he's using the frog splash. He doesn't really pull it off that well, in my opinion. Um, he's a taller guy. I know he's, like, going to his roots with the Lucha, Lucha stuff, but I think he needs to put on a little weight and – do some more ground-based stuff and still hit the 619 and maybe a couple other high-flying things here and there. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, between that and then his match on Raw, I think he looked pretty good. I, I think it's weird. He does the 619 from the left side. I, don't, I still can't get used to that. Yeah. You know, it, it's a right-handed world. Every once in a while you see, you know, like the Miz or you'll see Tony Nese and there's a bunch of other, you know, MJF, I think he's lefty. And uh, you see, all of a sudden, a left, a left-footed six-one-nine. It just throws me off. But yeah, but Dom's Dom's doing well. I, I would like to see Dom. At, you know, he's so young. He's that's. It's almost like he's still got a baby Huey body. Like he's he's got to grow into it, and he's going to eventually. If he's if he stays, this is uh, the career and the life he chooses. Um, he, he's starting young. He's like Randy Orton. He's starting young, and he's got the world in front of him. So hopefully, uh, he capitalize if this is what he wants to do. If the love's there, I mean, he's the only one that can hold himself back. You know. Uh, and the other match is Matt Riddle defeated King Corbin um, after the bro to sleep, followed by the floating bro. Apparently, bro Derek got the night off. I don't. I, you don't need bro Derek to beat King Corbin. Apparently, uh, Riddle was singing in the back after his victory, which was pretty funny. Um, thinking the feud was over, but Corbin jumped him again. So to be continued with these two guys. Uh, Biggie defeated Sheamus after the big ending. Uh, and then on the kickoff show, the Riot Squad defeated the Iconics. We'll get into more of them later as I am extremely upset and cried myself to sleep last night. Um, rewinding uh, before payback. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we go forward to that, here's how everybody did um, with our payback picks. Uh, Tyler, look, everybody. It's Tyler. Tyler throwing up a perfect 7-0 and on uh, Sunday night. Very impressive getting the five-point bonus. Brian and John DeConi both went six and one, I believe. Uh, you both had Sasha and Bailey. Ryan, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, John came in style with five and two. Um, I just, I just, I just, I just took it on the chin. I did, I got black masked, and I, I apologize for that three and four. Whew! I gotta be better. Gotta be better. Somebody just told me once, I got to be better, right? <laughs> uh, rewinding to Friday night on SmackDown, uh, a lot of stuff, uh, some other stuff went on on SmackDown that was not involved with Payback, and that's specifically the Intercontinental Championship that just, whatever, it's, it's Friday night's championship. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, Jeff Hardy put out an open challenge uh, that he later said after AJ Styles interrupted, and I was, uh, it was open to everybody not named AJ Styles. So Styles is freaking out. He's not medically cleared anyway. 
Uh, he sat a commentary and had a hissy fit like a five-year-old, which is absolutely hysterical that uh, Jeff Hardy's working the system or whatever he was complaining. Um, but he ended up fighting Shinsuke Nakamura, which was – that was a lot of fun, John Smith. Yeah, that was a heck of a match, too. I mean, we, we've been seeing a lot of good wrestling in the past week or so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not happy that Jeff Hardy's champ, but, I mean, he puts on a heck of a match. So, you know, him and Nakamura, I had never – I don't think I've ever seen that before. So that was that was a good one. Yeah, I believe uh, – I think they, I think they did fight for – some. they had something for the U.S. title a couple of years ago. They had a quick – I don't know, it was one match or whatever. Cole mentioned it. I couldn't think of it either. And I'm thinking, like, wow, this is, I haven't seen – I don't think I've ever seen this before. Cole mentioned it. Uh, but I guess that's what I get for listening to Michael Cole. I guess I should – <laughs> you're supposed to tune him out, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but then post-match, Ryan. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Let's go. Sami Zayn has come home, our true, our real intercontinental champion, Ryan Joy. You know, I was there in the building when Sami Zayn won that intercontinental championship. The intercontinental championship that he never lost. Never. And uh, I think he has a legitimate claim. I think we, you know, let's get the ladder ready. Let's get the exactly ready. Let's go. That's exactly where I was going because AJ, AJ's involved in this too. And the last time we had a situation like this, I mean, I, I believe it was 1994. Shawn Michaels got injured, dropped the Intercontinental Championship, but he came back on TV with it. And uh, they, that was the infamous ladder match at WrestleMania 10 with both belts hanging uh, that Razor Ramon won. So I, I would love to just it would be a nice little throwback. And then he had to throw three guys but that caliber of Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn in a ladder match, that, exactly. That was the first thought that came to my mind, and I really hope that's where that's where the end game is. I mean, if that, you know what? That match should be a Clash of Champions. You know, just take it off SmackDown for one show, you know? Well, uh, was going backstage, running around, ran into his two buddies, again, mentioning Shinsuke Nakamura uh, and Cesaro. Ryan, they weren't too happy to see him. Yeah, lukewarm reception for Sami Zayn. Uh, they weren't. They were not nearly as happy to see him as I was. Um, they dismissed. They dismissed him and uh, to finish their conversation. Sami Zayn's not really welcome anywhere. I don't think. No, he, he, he John Smith. He he disappeared. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know the real reason why he left. I mean, I know he's all over Twitter. Uh, he's not really one of the guys that pay attention. A lot of stuff political, which doesn't doesn't really. Do it for me, I guess. But a uh, Sammy was on for four months, but he never called him. That's that's the no-no in your friends. When you don't see your friends, you got to call them. You got to let them know where you are. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I don't think he has like a real legitimate claim to that title. I mean, maybe like a Shawn Michaels style claim to it. But you know, you you decide to to take your ball and go home and not defend the title. Then how are you gonna like what justification, kayfabe or not, do you have to to say that that title's still yours? I'm interested yeah. to see what he's got to say. Yeah, but the thing is, I want I want to say this was planned. You know, I, I feel like Sammy gave them enough of a heads up that he was probably gonna, uh, you know, take the leave. You know, like Roman, like whoever, like everybody did or whoever did uh, for the COVID reasons. If that was the reason why Sammy left, but the weird thing was he they. You know, he thought he was going to stick around because he beat Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. So I was like, okay. 
So I don't know if maybe this was planned or not. You know, I, I feel like there there was. It's a little weird. If they knew Sammy was leaving, then I think they would have just gave it to Daniel Bryan. But it's a little I'm weird. I'm those meetings. I don't know, Mr. McMahon. I know you were watching. Uh, if you want to just you know comment us on the I-95 Sports Network page on YouTube, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Um, and then what's uh, Cesaro after that meeting? Cesaro went out, had a one-on-one -on -one with Kalisto and and John Smith. Kalisto told uh, the Lucha House Party to stay backstage, and they did not listen. No, they didn't. And I'm I'm interested to see who ends up the heel. I guess Kalisto is going to be the heel, but he's the best of them, so he's going to be the one getting cheered once there's people back in the in the ring or in the arena. So I guess this is this is the time to turn him heel. You know, because he's going to be the the one getting cheered otherwise. But, yeah, that was a good match. You can't can't really uh, hate a Cesaro match. You can't dislike a Cesaro match. He's, no. you know, he he's he's the exact, like, he's what wrestling should be. I don't know what the heck they're doing. I mean, yes, he, he's tag champs with Nakamura, but I think by now he should have been much, much more. Yeah, and, and you know, as great as Cesaro is, John Smith, to bring back the PWI 500, guess who was ranked ahead of him? That's what I'm saying. That's why this list doesn't really mean anything to me. Oh, uh, I don't think you've seen enough Warhorse matches, John. I don't think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> you watched one match in a 10-minute documentary. I don't think you're... <laughs> I don't think any documentary that killed it. Justified. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Kalisto got a... a, a I think he was doing some stuff, Ryan, that I have never seen him do before. He's got some new moves in the arsenal. Yeah, new moves. He also looks trimmer, which is tough to say for somebody his his size anyway. He's, he's not been taking his time away lightly. It's it's clear he's upped his game, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe we have yeah, a – He an injury, so he needed to rehab uh, to get back uh, into the ring. He was, he was gone for a while. I, I, I miss Kalisto. I like Kalisto. I'm interested to see what a heel Kalisto can do. We've never really seen him in this type of role before. So he's the, you know, in NXT, he was with Sin Cara and, you know, there were the baby faces and then all those great moves and great matches he had um, as United States champion as well. He's former U.S. champion. Uh, fast forwarding the rest of SmackDown, Alexa Bliss went back to the pigtails. I loved it, but she had the little dreadlock coming down that apparently Nikki Cross noticed, questioned her about it, and Alexa Bliss did not. Uh, respond well to that and broke the coffee mug that Alexa gave Nikki when they first became friends. So, and then as we saw at Payback, Alexa was paying very, very close attention to that triple threat match uh, when it was just Bray and Braun in the ring. So it's going to be interesting to see, I guess, I, you can't, I, am I wrong? Okay, but maybe not going to fast forward this. Can you dump, she's not going to be Sister Abigail, right, Brian? No, I mean, she's twisted bliss. Right, I mean, she can't be Sister Abigail. No, Sister Abigail is. Yeah, it's already part of uh, Bray's universe. I think that this has to be a, a new character, somebody who's been impacted by the Fiend's presence. Yeah, John, any any thoughts on this? I don't. I, it's. Uh, I mean, I guess technically the the soul of Sister Abigail could, you know, envelop her or something like that. Um, I just like it seems like this is going to. What's that? I said, sure, if we're talking technically, that's definitely good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man, I lost my train of thought now. Um, oh, yeah, no, they have they have the Fiend, or 
Bray Wyatt presumably is going to be, you know, leaning more face. But then Alexa seems like she's, you know, going towards the heel thing. So if you put them together, because I, I mean, it seems like, you know, the Fiend versus Roman's going to happen. And that's when they're not going to give us heel on heel action all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see where all this goes. He said SmackDown. He said you got Roman back. You got Sammy back now. Uh, I think all they're missing right now is is an USO and Daniel Bryan, and I think they're back at full force here. So like SmackDown's gonna be really good uh, coming up, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Matt Riddle pinned uh, Shorty G. Bro Derek was actually in that match. Matt hit the uh, the Bro Derek on Shorty G. Um, then Corbin set up. Uh, then Corbin jumped or tried to, uh, but missed. Uh, tried to jump Riddle and miss post-match. That's set up for Sunday, which we've already said uh, Riddle won. Uh, Braun Strowman uh, beat Drew Gulak in a matter of seconds. That was uh, <laughs> the unnecessary power slam that Drew Gulak took in the Retribution um, uh, invasion. And then uh, in the main event, we saw Big E in the heavy machinery, uh, defeat Sheamus and Miz and Morrison. Seamus doing a very good Bad News Brown impersonation and saying, screw you guys, I'm going home. As he left Miz and Morrison, hung out to dry for like a big ending, a caterpillar, and whatever was involved with that match. So last night on Raw, post-payback, we have somewhat of a mini-tournament uh, to determine Drew McIntyre's potential opponent uh, for the Clash of Champions. Um, at the end of this month, we are now in September. Um, I don't want you to wake me up when September ends, guys. There's a lot going on. There's football. There's wrestling. And for the first time ever, there's Stanley Cup playoffs, which, you know what, we have a big game tonight, us, uh, us Long Island uh, fans. So um, they had a mini tournament uh, with a couple uh, singles matches uh, to be, uh, where the winners competed then in a triple threat when the winner got gets Drew McIntyre, presumably – if Drew McIntyre is medically cleared in time for Clash of Champions and they hit that point very hard last night that McIntyre might not be ready to go after those three punts from Randy Orton. Uh, we saw Keith Lee. He beat Dolph Ziggler in a great match. Again, Dolph, if you want a guy to put another guy over, Dolph's the guy to do it. And uh, Dolph getting flopped around. He got tossed. Uh, and then he, uh, he succumbed to the spirit bomb. Uh, for the win for Keith Lee. Randy Orton uh, defeated Kevin Owens real quick um, after Aleister Black jumped Kevin Owens pre-match. Uh, Owens hit an RKO after Owens was already hit with a black mask. So that was an easy match for Randall. That's he advanced. And that Seth Rollins uh, defeated Dominic Mysterio, who's filling in for his father after said Ray suffered an apparent tricep tear and then Dom. So Dominic's already getting uh, WWE Championship opportunities. So, um... John Smith, your thoughts on these three matches before we get to the triple threat? Um, I think they all went the way, like they went the way that I thought they were going to go. Uh, when I saw the three matches announced, I thought that those three men would win, and then I I thought that um, Randy would pin Keith Lee, kind of as like I got you back for the night before in the in the in the main event, but. You know, I'm 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 always fine with uh with Rollins' shoulders on the mat and him looking at the ceiling. So yeah, the the matches were good. Um, I mean, Dominic versus versus uh, Seth. You know, we've just seen it twice already. So you know, there was that was really nothing new. I like what they're doing with Kevin Owens and Aleister Black because they're both freaking awesome. 
I love so, that matchup. Yeah, the two of them, like uh, face Owens versus heel black is going to be awesome. I just wonder what's going to happen when heel Aleister Black crosses paths with Seth Rollins because he's the one that did that to his eye, you know? Yeah, it was Buddy Murphy, actually. Well, it was at the instruction of Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, and, and speaking of – and Buddy, is that life is not well. Seth Rollins was not happy, uh, Ryan Joy, that Buddy Murphy – Buddy Murphy lost that match uh, at, at payback, and he just berated him and just – Smacked him right in the back of the head as he yeah. was leaving. I gotta, do, I have to do a callback here because our SummerSlam show. You asked me at the end of the show, Ryan Joy, what are we never gonna see coming? And I said, Well, Murphy is gonna, Murphy's gonna turn on Seth Rollins. Well, here we go. A couple weeks, I'm a couple weeks late. It's okay. Was kind of turning on Murphy, but I, I, I think the writing's on the wall there, and and I do think that that. Uh, Alistair Black heel might be, have to face a a face Murphy by the time this gets gets uh, going. Yeah, we have a new month here, so like I said, it's actually we've been true to form. We've had one Alistair Black versus Murphy match in some way, shape, or form once a month. That's all <laughs> I ask. So hopefully, at some point in time, um, that's going to happen. So those three, we got Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Keith Lee in a triple threat match in the main event. Uh, wasn't a very long, dragged-out match. I was excited. I like this matchup. Um, three, three, very you know, top-notch wrestlers for the right to challenge for the championship. And uh, I, I know Justin. I know he said he thought Keith Lee was going to do. It. I thought it went exactly. You know, Keith Lee looked strong. He got the spirit bomb in, but then took an RKO. But then Randy, instead of pinning Keith, he actually put over Keith Lee move and pinned Seth Rollins. Thus again, you know, Keith Lee's. I believe uh, "rocket up the tush" is the phrase, Ryan Joy. Yeah, I think that I think you're I think you're right, and that was that was smart booking. In, in fact, the booking has been great on uh, the last several weeks. Um, and Keith Lee's a ready-made challenger for when Orton wins that title from Drew McIntyre, if that happens, or if Drew McIntyre has to forfeit it, or whatever the story is. Yeah, uh, Keith, Keith Lee has a victory over Orton. Orton's put over his move. Things are things are all the balls are in motion. Yeah, John Smith, you, uh, I guess you already made your comments on the match. Anything further that you want to add about this triple threat? No, uh, you know, I'm, I just think that Randy Orton's definitely taking that title at the end of the, at, at that pay per view. That's that's my comment. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, we, got, so we got a month build up. A lot can happen. We have, I think we have uh, four more Raws until three more Raws until the twenty seventh. Probably three more Raws. I think this is the NFL, got, I said I already sent out the email for our pool. We gotta get our second you know, dust off the second TV. So when we're watching the Clash of Champions, we can have the Saints Packers game down in the Silverdome. I mean Superdome. <laughs> oh, oh I'm sorry. Again, I'm ragging on Hulk Hogan. I don't know why I keep on ragging on Hogan. <laughs> um the Viking Raiders and Cedric Alexander defeated the Hurt Business when Cedric pinned MVP. A uh, little weird ending uh, on that, John Smith. Like, MVP was kind of laughing that Cedric pinned him, and then he held back uh, the post-match attack. And then they attacked him backstage. Yeah, so, yeah. so why, what are we doing here? This is maybe you know. I I, I like it if if it was if it was like to give him a false sense of security. Like now they're playing mind games with him too. 
Yeah. You know, like false sense of security, he goes to the back and then all of a sudden he gets jumped anyway. So, you know, anything that her business does is golden right now. And I, I you know, I love what I'm seeing with them. Yeah, and then uh, and then Ryan, the Hurt Business went into Raw Underground, and uh, it was supposed to be Shelton Benjamin versus Apollo Cruz, but it turned into a three on three real quick once it spilled outside that ring. And, I think uh, we're talking owning Raw Underground. Yeah, I think what happened there is they uh, they read Roman Reigns' shirt right before <laughs> that, <end. laughs> and they didn't leave really anybody standing. That should be the back of their shirt instead of I'm in. I'm sure somebody had to be like, oh, MVP or whoever. Like, oh, well, we should have thought of that for the back of our shirt. You hurt business, wreck everything in the lead. Yep. That would be great. Um, we're trying to get through this segment. Uh, it was a little bit of an emotional uh, moment for me last night. Uh, I was actually, I saw it coming a mile away. When they announced that the Riot Squad was going to fight the Iconics, the winners get a tag title match, and then the losers had to uh, never team again, or whatever the phrase they use. It wasn't disband. But then they, they had to disband. Was it, did they say it? Because John, it was disband, because Johnny actually asked me what disband means. So oh, I had to well. for him. Um, and then they had uh, the pre-match interview with the Iconics, and you, you, they even said tag teaming to them is more important than anything in the world, more important than any titles, more important than life itself, that those two are together, and they did the iconic thing one last time, and then it done and done. And Jersey Girl helped with it. It wasn't, you know, Liv, Liv didn't get the pinfall. Ruby got it. But it was a nice combination of almost like a, like a code breaker into the riot kick. It was a very nice combination from the two of them. So they're starting to work together as a team. Uh, Ryan Joy, what is your fondest Iconics memory? Uh, the, their debut. When the, uh, on the main roster, when they destroyed Charlotte. I mean, I, I don't know that they've had as great a moment since then, um, but that was that was awesome. And I know they won the tag titles, but that was a better moment. <laughs> yeah, they 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 came in hot. They wrecked Charlotte, and then that that opened the door for Camilla to cash in money in the bank. And that's that was the night after she beat Oscar. Like Charlotte's at the top of the world. The Iconics knocked it down a peg. John Smith, your thoughts on the match on the Iconics? Or even, how about this, the potential? You got the Riot Squad, and they're going to be up against uh, Nia and Shayna. They earned that right. Yeah, they did. Um, I don't think they're going to win the titles yet. Or I mean, it, it all depends on when the, the, the match is. If it goes till the end of the month, then we can build up the tension between Shayna and, uh, and Nia during that time, and then they could win it. But if it's next week, I don't see them winning it. Yeah. Um, as far as the Iconics, um, you know, that would probably be my my favorite Iconics moment, too, so I'm not going to say that. I'll say uh, every time Peyton Royce makes an entrance is my favorite Iconics moment. It's a perfect 10, John Smith. It's a perfect 10. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and then Billy, Billy Kay was the one that got pinned. Uh, fast forward to later in the night, the Iconics, like a Shane was trying to pick him up. Hey, why'd you come to Raw on the ground? You know, this, we'll, we'll, we'll put a smile on your face. And then, right, that Jessamyn Duke made her all raw, raw on the ground debut. She whooped somebody. Uh, Marina Shafir got in. She whooped somebody. Then they eyed up the Iconics. And it was like, okay, one last hurrah and run on, on the ground. And Peyton Royce just took Billy, threw her right into the Lions' 10, Ryan Joy. And uh, Billy didn't last too long. I guess we know who the heel 
and who the baby face are going to be after yeah. this. Uh, that, that's brutal. That's brutal. Uh, we can no longer be a tag team, and I'm going to send you into Jasmine Duke and Marina Shapir. Yeah, well, that's what you get for being pinned. That's what you get for being pinned. It's Billy Kay's fault they're not a team anymore. Oh, my gosh. Iconic. It was very iconic. Um, also on Raw Underground, uh, Riddick Moss defeated Titus O'Neil. Titus had a, a couple matches before that. He actually looked pretty good uh, when, you know, shoot wrestling, if you want to call it that. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then uh, Mickey James confronted Asuka. Uh, she wants to be the next challenger for the Royal Women's Championship. For those, I know John Smith, you put all the NXT uh, matches into the site. You had to run across NXT Toronto. You had Asuka defending the NXT Championship against Mickey James and all those years ago. That was a yeah. pretty good match. So hopefully we'll get to see that. But then Natalia and, and Lana, they came out because they've been chasing Mickey James around. Mickey got the mid kick on Lana in a one on one match for that win. But it looks like we're building uh, towards something here. I don't know if it's going to be Asuka versus all four, all three of them. Hopefully, we just get the one-on-one -on -one out of it. Um, and then R-Truth uh, won, I believe, we're up to number 37 now, Ryan Joy, 37. 39. 30, 30, what's that? 38. 39. 39. Wow. See, Miles, he won it in a parking deck, which is very original. I like that. It made Tazawa get out of the car because he couldn't get into the building and rolled him up. Uh, when the day happens, I, I'm ready to, I'll, I'll put big money down on it happens. When R-Truth goes into the Hall of Fame, if the 24-7 belt is still around at that point, whoever's the champion should just go up on stage and lay down, have R-Truth pin him one last, and then have R-Truth retire the 24-7 championship into the Hall of Fame with him. I think that'd be a perfect way to go out. Uh, Shout out to Akira Tozawa for driving Trent's mom's minivan into the, into the parking lot. <laughs> and, uh, and sir, who are with you? Uh, these are my ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we have one last John. John Smith, I know you like these type of matches. You mentioned before, we've seen them every once in a while. A tornado tag team match uh, between Angel Garza and Andrade and the Street Profits. Um, that was interrupted by Retribution. Retribution had the weekend off. They didn't show up on SmackDown or Payback. Um, but they got in there, and uh, <laughs> some things happened that are a little jaw-dropping. Angel Garza running. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's turned out to be the, the you know the classic coward. Um, I mean, I, I don't know where they're going. I don't know if they're going to break them up yet. Um, I don't know who Zelina would end up with. Uh, it, they they just need to. I'm, I'm sick of the retribution thing now, and you need to know that we need to know who it is. And it's not it's not like fun anymore. It's not we're not wondering anymore. We're just like, come on now. Yeah, and then even like there's there you know, the internet rumors, and I'll, I'll pull up SpongeBob for this one. Yeah. Even, you know, the, even like the internet rumors, like, all right, this week's Retribution members are, and then they list the guys, and then you know, the next time they're out, it's they're not even the same group of people, which is, and, you know, then some days there are only six, and then some days there are 20. Um, and, you know, uh, on Monday night, like I said, four women, they had to have been women, you know, WWE really doesn't do the crossover intergender. Um, not anyone not named China. Um, Zelina Vega was at number four to one, and she threw it, and you know she started swinging. That's where where Angel Garza is going to get bit because you know he ran twice, and uh, Zelina took it. So you know Zelina's not going to be happy. I would hate to be him when Zelina gets his hands on him. 
But uh, yeah, it's 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 okay. Let's, where are we going with this? If we're gonna go somewhere. Where are we going here? You know, especially now they're taking nights off too. Oh jeez. So uh, that was Monday Night Raw in a nutshell. Uh, going forward, uh, we got a big night ahead of us tonight, guys. Uh, you know, they're calling it Super Tuesday on NXT, but the Tuesday Night Wars have begun uh, for this short time. It's going to be NXT versus Impact. Uh, and both shows are pretty loaded tonight. We're going to start with Impact first. We're going to uh, kind of go over uh, Emergence um, into uh, tonight's episode. Um, first off, shout out to our Impact senior correspondent, John DeCani. Uh Nailed the mystery opponent for Eddie Edwards. He threw out Rob Van Dam pretty confidently. And then the whole effing show came out. And I was like, wow, John DeCani, boom, there you go. Um Eddie Edwards uh, and Rob Van Dam missed him with the five-star frog splash, and then Eddie Edwards hit the off the knee party for the win. Um, and then post-match, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna roll right into it. We're gonna try to do two and one here. Eric Young came out, and uh, that this is setting up tonight uh, on Impact for the Impact World Championship. Eddie Edwards is going to be defending it on a weekly basis, and Eric Young is picking tonight to do it. So, uh, John Smith. Who do you got? Um, well, I had picked Eric Young as the guy last week. I guess I was yeah. a week early on that one, too. But um, I don't see Eric Young winning this. But they did do the the whole um, the commercial for their next pay-per-view. It's yeah. centered around Eric Young. So I feel like he's going to – something's going to happen where like he's going to have another match for the title at that pay-per-view and win it then. Okay, uh, so we're going with a uh, I'm going with Eddie Edwards today, or just like uh, no matter what happens, Eddie Edwards doesn't lose the title. You know, he could lose by a count out or something. But yeah, like I said, this is this is like I said, uh, Eric Young came out spouting out that he's playing checkers while Eddie Edwards is playing chess. Um, Eric, you know, Eric Young is a thinking maniac. Um, he wants to do stuff on his time, on his schedule. And, you know, John Smith, that's not a bad idea. Ryan Joy, if Eric Young's game plan is tonight to just to get this himself disqualified and just beat the holy hell out of Eddie Edwards. Yeah, like like John said, like you're alluding, Eddie Edwards is going to leave with the Impact World Championship. The Bound for Glory pay-per-view is going to be centered around Eric Young. This match, he'll soften him up. Maybe a little shoulder injury or something. Maybe, maybe a separated shoulder that seems to be going around, or a torn tricep, maybe. Yeah, exactly. All fracture. <laughs> you know, one of those common wrestling injuries will may occur tonight to make him vulnerable for Bound for Glory. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. It's Eddie Edwards. I'll just get him going. Well, uh, so this is gonna be defense number five for him tonight's uh, title defense number five. So he's got what four more to catch Cody. I yes. want him to beat Cody. That's all I want him to do. Eddie Edwards is out open challenges, Cody. That'd be great. Um, and then Rob Van Dam spawning off that match as well. He's got a ready-made feud going with Sammy Callahan. Uh, Sammy Callahan ruined RVD, RVD's girlfriend's uh, Katie Forbes' photo shoot by superimposing his face on hers, which is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Sammy Callahan and Rob Van Dam are going to get at it tonight. Ryan Joy, who do you got? Rob Van Dam. Sammy, Sammy Callahan is uh, not having the greatest of years. If you look at his record, it's two and five. Um, he's definitely losing more than he's winning. Rob Van Dam's just the opposite, winning more than he's losing. 
So I'm going to go with the odds, play it straight. Rob Van Dam. John Smith. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go with Callahan because I think this might just, you know, th- this might be building up towards something bigger at the pay-per-view too. Is I feel they're, what are they a month away? Uh, at the end of October, we got about seven weeks. Oh, okay. So it is a little early. Um, yeah, then no, I'm going to go with Rob Van Dam then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take RVD as well. How often? I mean, we don't really pick RVD's matches that often. I think this is probably the first one since this show has started. Uh, because he was a part of that cancer culture. Cancel who? Cancel culture. Cancel culture with uh, Joey Ryan, who's not with the company anymore. So it had nothing to do with Rob Van Dam for the anniversary. So, uh, yeah, I'll take this. Who's got it better than RVD? Um, Maybe Peyton Royce should use her entrance, though. (laughs) Whatever. What's her name again? Katie Forbes. Yeah, Peyton Royce should do that entrance from now on. (laughs) That would be my favorite Iconics moment moving forward. (laughs) Um. The Impact Knockouts Championship was defended in an Iron Knockouts match, 30 minutes. Uh, I guess maybe guess, get us ready for tonight. That's fun. We got back-to-back Iron Man matches. Uh, last week was 30. Tonight will be 60 for NXT. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Deanna Perrazzo, John Smith, the last second sa- uh, tap out from Jordan Grace, and Deanna Perrazzo remains your champion. The end of that match was so Impact, though, man. Like, they – like. Jordan Grace got the tap out, and the referee made her separate until Peraza was able to stand up to restart the match. But then when she taps out Jordan, she goes right back for it and starts beating her up on the ground again. She didn't have to wait for Grace to get up. So that was kind of, you know, a continuity error in my opinion. But, um, you know, the the ending, I think if, if it was, you know, a couple better wrestlers, I think it would have looked a lot better. But they, I think they kind of flopped it at the end. Um, Ryan Joy, uh, the, the fun things about Iron Man matches, you know, you got you got a clock cone and a scoreboard, and leave it up to Impact. He gave it neither. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because uh, another thing that is so Impact is the twenty-seven minute thirty-man Iron Man match. Yeah, probably. That's that's I timed it. <laughs> it was only- oh, you, you timed it. <laughs> so. Uh, it didn't quite go the go the full distance, so she had more time. <laughs> I, I actually, you know, maybe con- a little contrary to what John was saying, I I actually think that these two are really well matched in the ring. I li- I like their matches. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing another one. Um, so, I yeah, these, these two hit each other hard. These are these, these were hard fought matches. The two that we saw um, at Slammiversary and last week. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where they uh, where they both go from here. I don't know if there's gonna be a, a third one or not. Normally, when uh, somebody gets too straight, uh, the feud's over. They just go forward. Um, and then the other match that was at Emergence, uh, John Smith, great match between Willie Mack and Brian Myers. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, I I really enjoyed it too, man. I. I don't know what what more to say other than that. I, it makes me want that Kevin Owens versus Willie Mack match that you keep asking for more and more. Uh, Brian Myers got the win. He, he, Brian Myers got the win after uh, pulling the trunks by hook or crook. Brian Myers is going to get in the win column here, Brian Joy. 
Yeah, it's like, like I said, uh, when we talked about it uh, last week, Kurt Hawkins has apparently taught uh, Willie Mack about the losing streak. So Willie yeah. Mack assumed the losing streak, and uh, Brian Myers is picking up victories now. All right, so uh, there was three matches last week at Emergence that counted towards the pool. Um, myself and John DeCani, we got all three right. Ryan and John, uh, you went with Jordan Grace to get the title back. Didn't work out for you. John and I got the extra five-point bonus. Uh, Tyler uh, failed for the second week in a row to get his uh, emergency picks in, so he's still stuck in last place at four and three. Um, so that is impact uh, from emergence. But going forward, uh, we got two more uh, tag team matches. Well, one's a tag team match. One's a potential tag team match. Where are we? There we go. Uh, we got this match right here. We got Ace Austin and Madman Fuller against the Rascals. This stemming off a, uh, a pretty heated uh, altercation in locker room talk. Madison Rain lost a little bit of control, Ryan Joy. She sure did. She sure did and uh, doesn't want to go anywhere near her couch anymore, I guess. Um, well, that, was, that was the previous locker room talk. <laughs> Um, is about uh, what it means to to be green and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as far as far as this match goes, I, I'm leaning towards uh, uh, Fulton and Ace Austin. Yeah, I, I got no reason to bet against Ace Austin and Madman Fulton here. The Rascals they might just be too small. I mean, Madman Fulton could probably take him himself, John. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Ace and uh, and Fulton. I think it's – I mean, they'll, they'll probably put on a nice little match, but Fulton, I think, is going to dominate them, and then Austin will take the, take the pin, I think. We'll, we'll get the pin. He'll give him the pin. Um, and then the, uh, the other potential tag team match, like I said, I'm using the word potential because Rhino might have to go on this alone. Rhino's trying to get some payback, no pun intended, um, from when – there we go. From when uh, Reno Scum was paid by Hernandez to get the half of the money from that arm wrestling match between Rhino and Hernandez that Rhino won. Uh, Reno Scum jumped Rhino. Rhino wants uh, the revenge against them. Rhino's looking. He has a tag team partner who's been uh, who's been on Twitter with the hashtag uh, Heath for Impact. Um, we're hoping that tonight is the night and that Rhino doesn't get hung out to giant John. Yeah. I, I would love to see Heath and Rhino back in the ring together. I, I think that's like a perfect intro for Heath to be coming, you know, into this roster and then they could eventually feud one day. I think that would be a good feud eventually too. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that it happens. If it does happen, I got them winning. Um, if it, even if it's one on two, I got Rhino winning and may, may, maybe by interference from Heath. So, yeah. Rhino taking out Reno Scum by himself. I not by himself. That's what he said. Uh, John Ryan Joy, who do you got? Yeah, I, I'm exact exact same prediction as as John Rhino. Either way, yeah. I'd love I'd love to see Heath there though. Um, I think that'd be great. Um, but Rhino, either way. Yeah, I'm with that too. You can't bet against the Rhino. Rhino and Rob Van Dam on the same show. You can't bet against CCW on this one. This is gonna be a great show tonight. Um, and then Wrestle House might be coming to an end, guys. Um, it's 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 the for everything is going to be Rosemary versus Ty Valkyrie, uh, winner take all, including Johnny Bravo. So that's going to hope maybe possibly be the end of Wrestle House. Uh, just a great side note: Johnny Swinger 
teaching the guys to walk around, throw souls in their eyes, and yell Fuji after they do it. It is absolutely phenomenal. Swingman has been the MVP of Wrestle House and with Crazy Steve uh, in a close second. But that was, that was awesome. Uh, but like I said, the Tuesday Wars, uh, the Tuesday Night Wars, uh, the, as, as temporary as they're going to be, they are starting tonight as NXT, for whatever reason, I still haven't looked up, is probably a Westminster Dog Kennel show or something, knowing USA Network. It's the only time they ever boot wrestling. Um, NXT is going on tonight, Super Tuesday. Uh, we got here, we got here. Well, we started off last Wednesday, uh, the first match of the night. We won't get to the first segment. We'll get to that at the end because I'm going into. But uh, Brizongo. Yes. We forgot to mention last week that they won the kickoff match to take over to earn this title match, and they got it done this time, John Smith. I couldn't believe my eyes. Um, although one of my first appearances on this show, I did say I saw Breezango winning the title in the next year or so. I didn't think it was going to be happening this soon, though. Um, they definitely deserve it. And, um, you know, I feel bad that Imperium didn't get a more successful title reign where they had more defenses. But, you know, that's the times we're living in right now, so you can't really be mad about it. But uh, yeah, congratulations to Breezango, and I hope they hope I hope they hold it for a while. Yeah, Imperium had they, they had a weird title run here, Ryan. They uh, it's almost like they 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 got them just out of Pete Dunn getting stuck overseas, and why and Matt Riddle getting called up. So you got you got a two for on that one. So that's how they got them. It is and weird. Now uh, with Tom Phillips kind of slipping in there last week, that NXT UK is coming back next month. Which I believe is now this month. Um, I think that maybe send him, sending uh, Fabian and Marcel back overseas uh, with Walter. Yeah, I haven't checked the travel restrictions into the UK yet, but that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Um, because otherwise, Imperium's, like you said, their title run would be really weird because they had two title defenses. One of them was the Undisputed Era, and the other one was against Brizongo. So, kind of a weird, a weird title run, but. Yeah, it was great to see these guys win. Supermodel kick and a, a leg larry up from the top rope. Yeah. Uh, they are now the 19th different team in NXT history to become tag team champions. Next number, uh, next one is number 20. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who that's going to be, whoever uh, takes Brizango out. Or it doesn't have to be you know, whoever's new next in line. It doesn't have to be the, whoever takes out Brizango. Um, and also the other title match we had that night. Now, I'm going to rewind you back real quick because I love – I love me some Lucha Underground, and I actually had to look up the date. It was July 15th, 2015, uh, was the first time I saw King Cuerno versus Killshot, and it was an absolute amazing match. Fast forward five years, and we got King Cuerno, who's now our Cruiserweight Champion in Santos Escobar, against Killshot. Fast forward five years, who's now Isaiah Sir Scott. Lucha Underground in all promotions has been shining lately, and this match did not disappoint John Smith. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was very impressed with this match. Um, I can't say enough good things about uh, Escobar, man. Uh, everything about him just screams main event. I he I I want him to be the guy that takes the uh, the North American title next, and he could be Becky Two Belts, you know. Uh, Ryan Joy, thoughts on the match? And then, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll put this up right now, and I'll give you a first pick. We're, the last two matches we just talked about, 
Uh, we got Brizango and Swerve going up against uh, Legato Del Fantasma on a six-man tag tonight. Um, your thoughts on this? I like this match. We've seen this match once before. Um, Swerve and Brizango lost in that in that uh, exchange. So I think they're going to win this time. Um, but it may depend on whether or not Santa, Santos Escobar brings his loaded mask to the ring or not. That's how he, that's how he beat Swerve Scott. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. He had the mask on. He had the, he had, you can kind of see he had the little metal plate in the forehead. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Legato. I mean, you say the three of them together. Uh, it's kind of hard to bet against them. So, uh, John Smith, who do you got in this match? Yeah, I'm taking Legato every match until they lose one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Ciampa, Daddy's home. He came out uh, and he made quick work of Jack, uh, Jake Atlas. Uh, and then again, heel turns left and right. Everyone's dancing, doing those heel turns. Uh, he he did some damage, uh, Ryan. Yeah, really rough, really rough week for Jake Atlas. Um, he had this happen uh, on NXT, and uh, as one of the three people that still watches 205 Live. Tony Nese did the same thing to him. So he's oh. having a horrible, horrible week. But, uh, but yeah, daddy's home. True in true form. And John Smith, we're going to get uh, Tommaso Ciampa a little bit later, but your initial thoughts on his return? I think um, it was done that way for a reason. And I'll just leave it at that until we talk later. <laughs> All right, and then uh, in a women's division tag team match, we had Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez defeat Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley, I, I got to say, and I know this is by design, and this is not a shot on Rhea, but that was the worst hot tag at the end of the match I've ever seen in my entire life. She gets the tag, you know, with the bad guy tag, you know, the good guy makes the, 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 the bounty tag, and you know, the other partner goes, trips into the ring, gets booted in the face. Wait, what is it? Uh, you know, she got pulled. Yeah, she got pulled off the uh, the apron by Mercedes Martinez. Got the hot tag, tripped into the ring. Uh, got power bombed by uh, Raquel Gonzalez for the win. It was just, it was bad. But Mercedes Martinez got involved. John Smith. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't too big of a fan of that match, to be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not too high on uh, like stuff involving Rhea Ripley, like I've mentioned, but. Uh, yeah, uh, not, not Rhea Ripley, sorry. Yeah, Rhea Ripley. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I, yeah. Happy <laughs> there, then, Ryan Choi. Uh, what do you think about it? maybe a triple threat between Rhea, Raquel, and Mercedes? Yeah, I, I think that would be a great idea. I mean, you've got these three powerhouse women. Um, you've got different levels of experience. Mercedes, very, very experienced. Ripley, very moderate, and Raquel, somewhat inexperienced. And the three of them working together to put, a, put together a match, I think, would be interesting. Yeah. And they could all be elevated in the match. So. <laughs> Yo, yeah, there's no reason why they all can't just lift each other, the three of them up in the entire division at the same time. Yep. You know, maybe make it number one contender. Since I don't know, EO doesn't really have an, uh, an next opponent yet, right? Yeah, n nobody named yet. So, uh, staying in the women's division real quick, Shanti Blackheart with an upset win over Mia Yim. Uh, it was a straight-up win, sent on off the top rope. Um, I consider that to be a pretty big upset. 
And then before the match started, poor Robert Stone again for the third time got run over by Shotzi Blackheart's tank. Poor guy just can't catch a break. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Drake Maverick, and then uh, the Undisputed Era jumped uh, Drake Maverick. Post-match, Killian Dane came out uh, just to try to jump the Undisputed Era. I guess Drake thought maybe he was trying to help him at the clotheslining Drake Maverick as well. But that was, I thought that was funny. I was like, he's not for you, Drake. He's just, he's just as mad he got jumped last the week before that, too. So, um, And then backstage, two backstage segments that were pretty interesting and set up a match for tonight. Uh, Timmy, uh, Timothy Thatcher confronted Damien Priest, wanting to be the first one to challenge for the North American title. Uh, Damien Priest still celebrating, kind of laughed in his face and walked away. Uh, and then also Bronson Reed, like I said, he, he's got the ready-made feud. He's already beaten Damien Priest one-on-one straight up, so he wants to be the first guy. And he was interrupted by Austin Theory at a left field, uh, who's now appearing to be back on NXT TV. So... Uh, who knows where that goes? But now we're going to take a guy from uh, the first segment and the guy from the second segment. We're going to put them in a match together tonight as we have Timothy Thatcher going against Bronson Reed. Uh, both guys 500 so far on the year. John Smith, our senior guy, who do you got? Um, I got Thatcher winning this one. Um, yeah, I, I just because it's not a um, – a number one contenders match, or there's nothing attached to this. I yeah. see Thatcher winning this match by hook or by crook, and then that you know being a little thing between the two of them, maybe for a couple weeks. Him and Bronson. Why enjoy? Yeah, Thatcher needs a win, but um, but I'm leaning towards Bronson Reed. I think he's going to keep his momentum rolling. Okay, I'm going to go Timothy Thatcher due to an Austin. Th- I think they're going to stay with these these segments here. That's why I wanted to bring them up separately. Austin Theory is going to cost Bronson Reed the match. They'll get their feud going, and that'll lead, that'll give Thatcher the momentum to go in and challenge Damian Priest. So I'm going to get Thatcher on this uh, with Austin Theory interference. Uh, at the beginning of the show, we're going to rewind here back to the beginning. First things first, Wade Barrett. Oh, my God. Okay, so we get Wade Barrett. Unfortunately, we just found out yesterday. I think uh, Moral Ronaldo was officially done with NXT, and that, that, that hurts. You know, he's been NXT since day one, and he's the voice, and we're all going to miss him. But Wade Barrett looks like he is going to be um, on the commentary team. And uh, the unfortunate thing with Wade Barrett is uh, where there's Wade Barrett, there's bad news. Bad news. (laughs) We kicked off NXT. See what I did there? You like that, John, right? I plan this stuff out every once in a while. Uh, Carrying Cross. (laughs) Carrying <laughs> Cross did uh, his injury was worse than we met it on from last week. Um, it didn't look like much, but it looks like a shoulder separation. He uh, he had to go the Finn Balor route and drop the championship uh, the minute after he wins it. Uh, so wh- what do we do? They they see there's there's a meeting of the minds. We got a meeting between Commissioner Regal. We got Triple H. We got Shawn Michaels. And we even got the A train. We got Albert. We got Prince Albert. We got Tenzai. Whatever. How many names did that guy have? Um, they came up with this. Four former NXT champions. The pretty much four guys that are synonymous with NXT and its history. And we're gonna put them in the first ever four man Iron Man match. And this. 
is just got intrigue written all over it. John Smith as their senior NXT correspondent. Holy crap. All right, let me first say that Karrion Cross. I am so happy he won that title, and I'm so upset that he had to, to give it up right away. Um, I wish they could have Brock Lesnared him and just had him off TV with the title for a few months while he recovered. But um, it is not to be because NXT is actually legit, and they need a champion at all times. Yep. So um, when Regal started announcing this match, I hated it. I'll tell you that right off the bat. Just a four-way match. But then at the end, when he said it was an Ironman match, it totally flipped the script for me. I wanted a tournament, and now I thought, I think this is even better than us getting a tournament because we don't really know what the heck to expect here. I just wonder how the scoring is going to work because if a guy like, say, Johnny Gargano gets pinned by all three guys once, but then he pins two guys, he wins the title because he's got two victories and everybody else only has one, even though he got pinned three times. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm assuming that it's just like if you get if you have a fall, then you get a notch on your points. But I don't think you get any negatives for for being pinned or anything. But I think that's the way it should be. Yeah, what's intriguing me with this like the hypothetical? This is going to be this. There can't be any disqualifications or countouts in this either. Right. You know, like Johnny Gargano can go in with a chair, and it's not like I, I can't imagine they would just give the other three guys win uh, points here. You know, like this is going to be This is going to be. A bleep show. Hashtag bleep show. You haven't used that probably since episode three. But this is Brian Joy. This has got bleep show written all over it. Who do you got? I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Champa. Um, Croft has a victory over Champa. A pretty decisive victory over Champa. So if Champa wins, Cross comes back. You've got a built-in feud right there already. Um, he crushed Jake Atlas. Yeah, that's how I feel. All right, John Smith, you never gave your pick on that one. Who do you got? Well, I I think the whole Tommaso Ciampa being you know crazy and destroying Jake Atlas the way he did was to sh- show us that he's the heel that's going to carry the company for a while because they were going to have Cross be that you know sadistic type of heel to carry the company, and I think he's they're just shifting over that way. I think it's going to be a tie between Ciampa and Gargano, and it's going to go to overtime, and Ciampa's going to win. The two guys who are never supposed to fight each other ever again, not throwing an Iron Man match for 60 Yep. It is ironic. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Again, Gargano and Ciampa are going to circle back to each other. I'm trying to think about where, where – I see. I, I don't know who's going to win. I, I, I haven't – I'm thinking about this as where are they going to go? Like, where is the – I think, yeah, I think Ciampa needs to be in it. And like, who's Ciampa already feel there? He can't feel with Gargano. Okay, I think that's a – that is probably going to be done until they go to a main rock or whatever it is. I don't know. He had the feud with Cole already, right? So I'm thinking, like, for the world, this is going to be Ciampa and Bauer. So I'm actually going to go with Finn Bauer with Ciampa chasing First, then eventually he'll get it, and then that's where we'll, we'll circle with, with Champa and Karrion Cross whenever Cross is ready to come back. Yeah, so, like, I'm not going to go Finn Balor on this. Yeah, I like any of these guys, and 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 frankly, it, it might be better off on any one of these guys because they can all have matches with each other going into the future. And then Karrion Cross, you know, this might be convenient, and he just goes to the main roster. 
Well, you got that. You got that way too. But you see, you, 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 Cole and Gargano, they did three takeovers. I don't think we're gonna see that again. Tommaso and Gargano, Gargano's had, he's already had a takeover. I think I don't think Gargano is kind of null and void here. You know, because he's had feuds over history with all these guys already. You know what I'm saying? Of Finn and and Adam Cole hasn't. They had one match on a, on a Wednesday night. They could always circle back to that to begin this as well. You could do you could do some stuff with this, but I want it's I think Finn Balor. Um, you know, you gotta win the waiting's war against Impact. Um, <laughs> but, I'll, I'll go with Finn. The thing about Finn Balor, though, I think they had bigger plans for him. I think they're gonna keep going on the same track with what they were doing with him. I like. I, I was waiting to bring up, bring this up, I guess, for the future, but I think that Finn Balor is going to be the winner of the Royal Rumble and then challenge the NXT champion at, like at WrestleMania. That's that was that's always been in the back of my mind since he came back to NXT in the first place. And you know, now that you mention it, I, I might have to retract my Balor pick because you know what? I just realized again they mentioned it on that show. NXT UK is coming back. They have a takeover in Dublin at the end of October. And if you're gonna have, you're gonna, you're most likely gonna have Balor and Walter. There was the main event out there. You can't have a takeover in in Dublin, Ireland, without Finn. And that was the original point of Balor actually turning face and going, going overseas and, and calling out Walter. So they might actually continue. I might be completely wrong here. It might actually be Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, I'm, I'm, all right, I'll hop on. I, I I tried to convince myself about it. I just completely talked myself out of it. All right, Tommaso Ciampa all the way around. Go daddy. Daddy's home. Uh, just a, a quick note before we change to New Japan. The winner of this match, um, he's going to join a very short list of two-time NXT champions. Uh, that list concludes Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura, and that is it. So uh, the winner of this is going to have uh, their name attached to some history. Uh, Ryan, we're running a little short on time because we still got to do our, uh, our all-out picks. Uh, NX, uh, and uh, New Japan, five title matches, four new champions. Although one was a new championship, and we got three title changes. I, I don't even. I don't know if your numbers are are completely right because I have to look at them. Because don't forget, there's a double champ in there. So there's two. There was two title champs changes in the one match. Oh yeah, there you go. Okay. But uh, it was it was a crazy card. I went one for six in my predictions on that. So. <laughs> I was completely backwards. <laughs> the only match I got right was uh, Saber and Tai Chi defeating uh, Tanahashi and, and Ibushi. Yeah, I believe I picked. I believe I got. I, I got to rewind. I got to watch the tape again. I think I had Toro Yanu. I did not have him pinning Kazuchika Okada though. Holy crap! That was incredible. That was that. You know, that was your Rohit Raju moment from Japan. Yeah. <laughs> it was. He. Uh, it was a low blow and a roll up for the for the victory, but. And then you got him holding the trophy, and and I believe what is I, I don't know because they haven't really spelled it out, but I believe what's in store next is more of these stipulation matches. Okay. Until the end of the year, where fans are going to vote on the stipulations, and and that'll be how he defends that trophy until we get to the end of the year. And he, I have a funny feeling with just the way he thinks, or whoever's writing for him. Yeah. Um, that, that that two that two count pinfall was hysterical. I want to see more of that out of uh, out of Toro Yano. But we just, let's just fast forward to the main event. Tatsuya Naito got his belt back, evil with a very short championship run here. Yeah, a short run. Uh, lots of Bullet Club interference, and that brought out all of LI, LIJ. Um, 
they stood united against Bullet Club and tick for tag. Somebody came out and and and, uh, and counteracted Bullet Club and yeah, Katsuya Naito at the end with both belts. That's incredible. How long it was? His, it was a month and a half. He was double champion. Dominion, so he had. Um, this was only his second title defense. Okay. Um, and then if you want to fast forward to Friday night uh, in the, the USA version of New Japan, uh, Switchblades in action, right? Switchblades in action against Flip Gordon. That should be a, that should be an interesting match. Um, you know, Flip Gordon has got a guaranteed world title opportunity in Ring of Honor. Jay White's always in the IWGP Heavyweight Championship um, picture. So yeah. this is yeah, this former is champion and the leader, and he's the true leader of the Bullet Club right now, correct? It's the Switchblade era still. <laughs> All right. Um, and I know you said, I said we were really running low on time. I want to make sure we have a lot of time left for All Out. I know you said the, uh, the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships uh, yeah. were vacated, right? That's right. Show and Yo. Uh, Yo has been injured since the New Japan Cup. Uh, so Show and Yo vacated the titles. Um, you can see here now they've got a, a four-team tournament. Um, it's a round-robin tournament, so it'll be nine matches. These four teams will all face each other. Um, they get points, two points for a win, no points for a loss, one point for a draw, and whoever has the most – the teams with the, the two teams with the most points face each other on September 11th uh, for, the, for the titles. Maybe I'm just looking at a knee-jerk reaction here. This looks like Bullet Club versus LIJ here. <laughs> it, it does. It does. Um, I, I will pick Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi to win this whole tournament. Yeah, I'll go with LIJ on this one. Those are my guys. I like those guys. So, Ryan, I apologize for cutting you short on your New Japan, but we, we got a lot of stuff to go over here because uh, AEW's got a big weekend coming up with All Out. they got a big night coming up. They're on Thursday again this week, or are they back on Wednesdays? They're, they're tomorrow. Wednesday. They're back on Wednesdays for this week. I know the NBA playoffs has their schedule um, all over the place. Um, but we're first we're going to uh, talk about what's happening on uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Chris Jericho, I spy a Jersey guy here. He's fighting Joey Janela. Are you going to give Joey a chance, John Smith? Uh, no chance in hell. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and Orange Cassidy, like, I mean, I'll, I'll go with Joey Janela with an Orange Cassidy uh, run-in, hopefully. That's the only way I can't see Sonny Kiss, like, you know, getting involved unless the inner circle gets involved. Ryan Joy? Yeah, I'm going to pick Joey Janela. All right. I, I think Jersey's strong. There you go. Let's Jersey, Jersey guy. Uh, you know, I, let's really get that match tuned up for, for Saturday. Like you said, the outside interference and stuff. Yep. Uh, and then uh, that, you kind of figured this match would have been an all out, but they're uh, I guess they're putting it on tomorrow night. Um, everything that Santana and Ortiz have been doing to the best friends is now coming uh, coming to a head. Um, as they go, yeah, uh, the best friends Santana and Ortiz, they bleached their clothes, they wrecked Trent's mom's van. Um, Ryan, who do you got on this one? I, I want Santana and Ortiz to win this, so I'm going to vote with my my heart. Um, Best friends had a heck of a run so far this year. Um, Santana and Ortiz really need the win um, to get going, so I'm going to pick them. John Smith, who do you got? Uh, that was pretty convincing. I'm going to go with Ryan's pick there and go with the uh, go against the best friends. I was I was going to pick the best friends, but 
you know, that, like I said, that was a pretty convincing argument. So I'm going against them now. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I'm trying to get John the Connie made his uh, picks for all out. I want to make sure for those of you who want. Uh, oh, you're good. You good? All right. You okay. No, I'm fine. Gotta make sure we get John Smith the helmet for the next show so he doesn't fall on the floor. The John DeCani flavor of all elite wrestling picks. Uh, we do have John picks on record here for all out. Um, yeah, I'll go stay tuned. I'll go with you guys then. I didn't hear the reasoning, but the, the point is they're the ones that are initiating all this. They need to win. Uh, seems like the best friends have been playing defense this entire time while the, the Santana Ortiz have been all offense. Um, yeah. Well, no Santana Ortiz. I, I picked them every single time. They always lose. So hopefully they got to turn it around at some point, right? Um, so going into All Out this weekend, let me get the proper. Let me just make sure. I've been good with this past couple of times. Wait, I don't even have it. Wow. All right. Going into All Out this weekend, here are our standings. Um, I, I shot myself in the foot at Payback. Uh, so everyone's creeping up on me. John the Connie, heck of a week going perfect at the merges and then six and one at payback. Ryan, uh, Ryan's holding steady in third. Tyler had the perfect pay-per-view at payback that got him some extra points. Um, John, great record. Just can't seem to catch any perfect pay-per-views, catch any traction here to get some ground here. Um, here are our standings for AEW. I believe this was for Double or Nothing, and then the two nights of Fighter Fest comprised these totals. So, uh, and then the scoring system for All Out, we got five points for the impa uh, Impact. Look at that error. You have five points for the All Elite Wrestling Heavyweight Championship match between Moxley and MJF. All other title matches are three. Non-title matches are one. We do have an interpromotional match uh, so the women's championship match between AEW and the NWA, uh, that will get double points. Because of that, the perfect PPV bonus will bump up to six points. Um, but to go uh, before we get to All Out, there is a match uh, tomorrow night that will have All Out implications. We have the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express teaming up together to face SoCal Uncensored and the Private Party where the winning team will face each other. So hypothetically, if the Bucks and Jurassic Express, they win this match, uh, the Young Bucks will face Jurassic Express at All Out. And the same situation for uh, SCU and the private party. If they win, they will face each other as well. John Smith, with all that said and done, give me the winner of this match, and then give me the winner of All Out. I got the Bucks beating and the and the Lucha or and um yeah the Bucks and Lucha Express right Jurassic Express, Jurassic Express. Gee, will I ever get this right yeah. Jurassic Express and the Bucks winning it's it's and an honest mistake Luchasaurus is a member so you're, just, you're thinking yeah. of him the big dinosaur guy you know it's yeah and then I got I got the Bucks. What, what happens when they face each other at all out? Is it for the number one contendership? Yeah, right now it's just a match. I can't imagine. So what's the point of like pitting them against each other? I don't know. I, I'm assuming it's going to be for the the number one contendership, and I'll take the Bucks, and then yeah, we'll roll that way. All right, sounds good. Ryan Joy. Yeah, Bucks and Jurassic Express, and then it really depends on where they put it on the card. If it's after or before the Hangman and Omega match, um, 
I'll, I'll pick Jurassic Express. I'll go out and win. All right. Um, as as per John DeConnick, like I said I have his uh, pick sent here. Uh, he's taking actually SCU and Private Party uh, to win tomorrow night, and then he's he's, he's rolling with the Private Party uh, to keep things rolling. He's got them beating SCU um, at all out. I'm gonna go with the Bucks and Jurassic Express as well, um, and then we'll go with the Bucks with the momentum because I got a funny feeling, you know, that tag title match. I think I think it's time, and. Uh, you know, it's been leading for the Bucks and FTR going forward. So I hate to spoil that pick, but that's the reason why I kind of think uh, the Bucks would kind of get some, some uh, momentum here uh, with this. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, uh, they had a tables match uh, last week that Sammy won when he put Matt through a table that was over a chair. So that was pretty that was pretty interesting setup right there. I'm like, wait a minute, that chair's under the table. Oh, uh, Sammy got his head split open. Matt got has a, a little bit of payback. I feel like that's going to be the word of the show today, payback. Uh, but they're going to go at it again um, at All Out. And Ryan Joy, you said there was another, there's some kind of broken stipulation with this. Yeah, yeah. this is a broken rules match. So falls, uh, it's not a false match. It's last man standing rules, but it can happen anywhere in the arena. If Matt Hardy loses, he leaves AEW forever. Interesting, and it, it's it's Matt Hardy. He's gonna. He's. I guess he, he broke rules. He's gonna. He looked like in the picture. He was. He was broken. Matt Hardy on this one. So who you got? Matt Hardy. Yeah, John Smith. Any reason to go against Matt Hardy on this one? No. I mean, once I heard that stipulation, I didn't even know about that stipulation where Matt has to leave. He's definitely winning that. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with uh, Matty as well. If he's broken, Matt, and his let's say his career's. He just got there. He's not leaving anywhere, right? He's not unless, like I said, unless you know Matt Hardy leaves, but like Broken Matt can stay. Or you know, there's a lot you can do with Matt Hardy. There's, I mean, he, he's not leaving AEW. I don't think that's the purpose of this, but like that'd be pretty crazy if he just he loses like one of his like 17 gimmicks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, FTR uh, won a tag team gauntlet match that went pretty chalked. The way they did it was they had four teams in it. The teams that were ranked one through four. Uh, four fought three, then the winner fought two, then the winner fought one. Uh, it went chalk, it went in order, and uh, FTR came out on top. Yeah, best friends were two, Young Bucks were three, and then they beat the uh, Natural Nightmares who were four. Um, but interesting, FTR won, and we'll get to them in a second. But Hangman Page uh, kind of interfered with the Young Bucks, Ryan. Yeah, and that's and that's why I was saying earlier that my all-out predictions are really dependent on where they are in the card. Hangman Hangman Page came out, grabbed uh, Nick Jackson's leg, prevented him from making a save on Matt Jackson, and ultimately cost them the match and and their shot at the number, at the titles. Um, yep. John Smith, and then Hangman's out of the elite. So this is going to be – we're going to lead right into it. We'll lead with you. Um, Hangman Page and Adam uh, – Adam Omega. Kenny Omega – Imagine how good those matches would be, an Adam Omega match. An Adam Omega match. Like Adam Cole. I know you thought I meant Adam Cole, but Adam Page, Kenny Omega. Uh, is this the time, John Smith? Are we finally pulling the trigger? We got the belts off of Sasha and Bailey. Can we finally get the belts off of Kenny Omega and Adam Page? Can FTR do it? Please, I hope so. I'm, I'm going to pick FDR. FTR. They've been... Are, what are their names now? Cash and Cawson, the Crevival. 
Creedence Crevival. Yeah, I'm going with the Crevival on this one, FTR. Because, and then I, I also with that other Bucks match that I was talking about. That's definitely going to be number one contendership, and then they're gonna it's gonna set them up perfect. I think. Yeah, that's what I say. So I will match that with the Bucks. I already made my pick. FTR, John DeCani, uh He's taking FTR as well. Ryan Joy, who do you got? So interesting. I'm going to play this a different way. I think Kenny Omega is not going to split with Paige, and they're just going to both go heel, and they're going to keep those belts. All right. It's, it's, it seems to be an impossible tactic, you know, to take those belts off of those two. But like I said, FTR, again, we had another undefeated team. Uh, the Dark Order was previously undefeated until they went up against Adam Page and Kenny Omega, and now FTR has got to do it. Uh, FTR is going to have Tully Blanchard in the corner. It's going to be interesting. Um, Lance Archer uh, had a match with Sean Maluda. It was interesting to see him again. Uh, him again. Uh, he's an AEW. He was a former NXT superstar. He was in the original Cruiserweight Classic. He is a member of the uh, Anua family or the Samoan dynasty, or whatever you want to call it, with Roman and the Usos and Rocky and, and Nia and all of them. Uh, so Lance Archer kind of destroyed Sean Maluda. Uh, and then it was, it was weird. Jake Roberts doing a promo. Then Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks come out. And it was a very interesting, some heel on heel action, John Smith. And these are some big heels too. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. The, this is the ultimate heel on heel, I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, when you look at the, uh, NXT, championship match that's basically all heels too because i still consider finn a heel but he's kind of a tweener but this is yeah, definitely like straight up heel on heel action so i'm i'm excited for it um and then uh, following right after that uh ryan joy there was uh, an eight-man tag team match i mean aew just loves these eight mans uh <laughs> with the blade of the butcher and the lucha bros they're beating uh they beat sunny kiss joey janela griff garrison and brian pillman jr uh, he was an internet darling uh, because of the love of his father. There's a lot of people rooting for Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, little Cannon, I guess is that what we're going to call him, Little Cannon? Instead of the loose cannon, it's the Little Cannon. <laughs> uh, but Eddie Kingston came out, and he announced uh, as well, all of his guys, all those guys are going to be in the Casino Battle Royal. That's what Taz's announcement was. Uh, Lance Archer and Darby Allen uh, were all in it. So, Ryan Joy, we're going to give it to you right here. There it is. There's only two guys in the graphic, but you have everybody listed right there. Darby Allen, Starks, and Cage, as I mentioned. Um, everybody that was in that eight-man or the, the four-man team with Phoenix, Pentagon, Blade, and Butcher, along with Eddie Kingston. What do you got? This, this is a crapshoot. You you're going to have 21 guys total. Yeah, you're right. It's a crapshoot. And, and AEW is a, uh, you know, like great at debuting people in these matches. Um, like Cage, Cage debuted in the casino ladder match. Um, so it's like I, I kind of feel like it's going to be somebody else, but I do love that Lucha Bros and Butcher Blade faction. So I'll pick Eddie Kingston because I think an Eddie Kingston John Moxley match is something I need in my life. There you go. There you go. John Smith, who do you got? Um, I love Eddie Kingston, but you're not going to make me change my pick this time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going with Lance Archer. I think it's, you know, the consolation prize for having him him lose to Cody the way he did. So I, 
this is for a title match, so I, I got Lance Archer winning it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Lance Archer as well. He was uh, focal. He was in the focus point first. It was him and Darby Allen. Um, John DeConte is actually well, he's going with Darby Allen because he's go, he's going the other way for me. Um, yeah, it, it, Lance Archer. If they're gonna now is the time for him. Get him back going again. If he's gonna beat, you know, throw him in there with the first group of guys. You know, you know, get him like ten eliminations out of the twenty. You know. Um, I think this and put him and then put him in some kind of weapons match with Moxley. And they can put Moxley to the mid, to the limit, you know. Like I said, that's if Moxley wins, right? Um, which we'll get to uh, in, in a little bit. Uh, John Smith, your Brody Lee shirt, will that be here on Saturday in time for Saturday? Uh, well, it's in transit as we speak, so I don't know where it's coming from, but yeah, I, I mean, it should be here by Saturday. All right. Hopefully we get to see you wear it. We got to take a picture if you wear it or not. Uh, the Dark Order had their celebration of Brody Lee winning the TNT Championship. Uh, he went out to make uh, – he officially named Anna Jay as an official member of the Dark Order now. So that all Shivani keep on saying during the, uh, the deadly draw. She's not a true member. She's not a, that's all put the rest. Anna Jay is in. She's actually recruiting Ty Conti as well, her tag team partner from that tournament. So more to come with that. Because uh, Ty Conti looked excited to be asked, uh, but then Brody went on how nobody can touch them, uh, nobody can touch him or the Dark Order. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall came out, followed by Scorpio Sky and Matt Cardona, uh, and that's what we have again. Another eight-man tag from AEW. Uh, we have the Dark Order members. We got Brody, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Those are those. Those are that's the top notch. That is the cream of the crop of the Dark Order. Um, and they're going against, I guess, Team Cody, if you want to call him that. That's the Nightmare uh, the nightmare Family along with his best friend, uh, Matt Cardona. And then Scorpio Sky throw him in the mix. John DeConi, any reason to go against the Dark Order here? Uh, my name is John Smith. And, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, there's no way the Dark Order is losing this match. The Dark Order is going to dominate for a while. Yeah, and he said if Brody Lee. If Brody Lee gets the win here. It's not going to be him being the one being pinned, Ryan Joy. But if if they lose, the poor bastard that gets pinned in the Dark Order is going to have a boot so far up there. Oh, yeah, give me just a second while I get my Kool Aid. Um, yeah. No, no chance Dark Order loses this match. All right, John. Uh, John the Con. Here we go. John the Con. He's also got the Dark Order. I've got the Dark Order. Like I said, I hope we have a pretty cut and dry match. Um. Ryan Joy, I'll go with you first on this one. I know you were excited for it. We have an interpromotional match as the NWA Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa. Uh, she's challenging the All Elite uh, Women's Champion, Hikoru Shida. Uh, and in an interpromotional warfare, champion versus champion for Shida's belt. Um, a little background quickly on Thunder Rosa, and then who you got? Thunder Rosa, 5-0 and with victories over... Uh, recognizable names like Molina. Um, she also has a couple victories over Allison K. I think that's the name people will know. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Thunder Rosa. Wow, really? I, I know it, it seems ridiculous, but I'm going to do it. Why not? YOLO. You know, you only live once, right? I'm not betting against Sheeta. John DeConnie's got Sheeta. John Smith, who do you got? Yeah, I got Sheeta also. I wouldn't mind being wrong on this one. I would that would be shocking if Thunder Rosa uh, is walking around all Becky two belts. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. This is the pay per view where I'm just 
I'm I'm doing my wild A predictions. <laughs> um, mimosa mayhem, gentlemen. Uh, we are running, we are severely running out of time. This is going to be started. You can win by pinfall, by submission, or by throwing somebody in a pool of mimosas. Uh, this is the coup de gras, uh, the grand finale, match three, the rubber match between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. John Smith, who do you got? Uh, I got Orange Cassidy. I think it, this is all set up for Jericho to be flailing around in a big pool of mimosas. He's gonna, he's gonna do it so much justice, and it's gonna be. We're not even gonna be thinking about Jericho lost to Cassidy. We're just gonna nope. be like Jericho put on such a good show. Exactly. I completely agree with that for that reasoning. John DeConte completely agrees with that. Ryan Joy, who do you got? Completely agree with that. This the, the segment will close with Orange Cassidy drinking a mimosa. The- yeah, there you go. I forgot to put the graphic up right there. Jericho, you know, six matches. There you go. Nine, six and three for Orange Cassidy. Um, and then in uh before we get to the main event, John Moxley has a match um on Dynamite tomorrow night against MJF's lawyer. And if this lawyer doesn't show up, then MJF forfeits his title match. Uh so that should be interesting. Um but then, but then the main event, there you go. Uh the AEW championship, John Moxley will defend against MJF again. An undefeated challenger going against an undefeated champion uh, in singles action. Like I said, MJF has never been pinned in AEW, and he will be sure that you know that. He says it a lot. Uh, John Smith, I'm sorry, Brian Joy, you haven't gone first in a while. Who do you got in this one? So much of what I've said before is kind of hinging on Moxley winning, but I really feel like it's MJF's time. They need AEW needs to establish a star of their own. Um, and I think MJF's in the in the lead hunt for that. Taking him. All right, uh, John DeConi is also going MJF. John Smith. Uh, well, I picked Lance Archer because I thought that it would be him versus Moxley. So I'm going. I'm going with Moxley. Yeah, I got Mox too. I just you know, regardless of the Lance, actually, I had Moxley winning this before I picked Lance Archer. I kind of. Picked Archer because of Moxley, not because, you know, I'm not picking Moxley because I have Lance Archer guaranteed. Um, I, it's, MJF will be champion. It's just not going to be Saturday. That's, that's my opinion. It's not going to be against John Moxley. I, I, I just, it's not now. It's, it's going to be soon. I just don't think it's going to be now. I don't, I don't know. If you want to see your Lance Archer and John Moxley match, January 4th, njpwworld.com. Moxley beat Archer for the U.S. championship. There you go. I like. Why not see it on U.S. soil? I mean, it was for the U.S. I'm sure probably it was on U.S. Was it in Los Angeles or? Nope. It was. It was in Tokyo. It was a Texas death match in Tokyo. A Texas death match in Tokyo. I know. <laughs> you say in Texas, Tokyo death match. All right. So that is it. Uh, we went. We went. You know, a little bit over. Unfortunately, uh, eh, kind of fast forward a lot of stuff you want to do, but I do want to. Throw this up here real quick because it is that time we're going to reveal my first uh, favorite match. I ranked number 30 on my all-time list since there is now 30 weeks till WrestleMania 37, uh, which I believe is in Los Angeles at the new football stadium that the Rams and the Chargers will be playing at. Um, And I'm going to start this list – the same way WrestleMania started as a whole. Where are you? 
There it is. Tito Santana against the Executioner is number 30 on my list. This was the opening match of the very first WrestleMania. Um, if you listen to the pre-match interviews, Tito Santana had just lost the Intercontinental Championship to Greg Hammer Valentine. The Executioner was hell-bent saying, I'm going to work over your leg, I'm going to work over your leg. Uh, but it ended up being a flying forearm followed by the figure four leg lock uh, and the win for Tito Santana, who at that point in time was the all-time wins leader in WrestleMania history. <laughs> in, nobody, he was it. He was untouchable. And then he still has the record for this day. After that, it just went downhill. He lost the next seven consecutive WrestleManias, a seven-match <laughs> losing streak that still holds to this day as the longest losing streak in WrestleMania history. He is the reverse Undertaker. Um, but he started off with the win, and that's how I'm going to start off my list. Uh, like I said, we will continue now. This week we have 30 weeks of WrestleMania. Get excited. Uh, like I said, we went a little overboard today. we got to make sure we're off in time for uh, Super Tuesday. we got NXT. We have uh, Impact. We have two World Championship matches tonight. Uh, we also hopefully that the New York Islanders can eliminate the Flyers. That will completely make my night. Uh, join us again next week. I have no promotions uh, to do today. Uh, I do believe I botched uh, a guest name from last week. Uh, so I think they're going to hold off me on reading promos for the time being. Uh, I'm going to put this back up here. Please subscribe to the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Uh, from MinutesToBellTime.com, that is Ryan Joy. That is uh, our Elias Burke Bureau of Professional Wrestling. And like I said, please come back with us. Uh, episode X8, John Smith, you're going to have to wear that shirt again unless Brody Lee wins, and I want you to wear the Brody Lee shirt. Um, please join us again next week, 6 o'clock. Uh, same channel, same tube. You're on Facebook, YouTube, the I-95 Sports Network, Blackjack Media Networks, all that fun stuff. Thank you so much for watching. For Ryan Smith from Minister Bell Time, thank you for summing in today, coming out of the bullpen. We can really appreciate it. For John Smith, my name is Al Carl. Thank you so much for watching. Tyler Adele says hi. Alexa Bliss, we love you. And we are very interested to see where you're going with this whole fiend thing. Uh, my name is Al Carl. Oh, I got to get the name graphics up. See, that's why it's on the bottom. Thank you very much for watching. We appreciate uh, – what was what's the line? Thank you so much, and we wish you the best. There it is. See, John DeCon is off one week. I'm not completely <laughs> – And we wish you the best in your future endeavors.